Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hat Jam, ladies and gentlemen. That's what we're doing today. Welcome to the songwriting comfort zone eliminating game that is Hat Jam. And today we are broadcasting from the very special location of Josh Pike's Jam Room. We are going to take Josh on a journey through writing a song from scratch. By the end of this show, we would have written a song in the form of a scratch demo, which is basically just the cool best bits, not the album version. And we will be joined by Studio Cat as well, who will be keeping us on track, pressing pause and enlightening us with facts as well. So, Josh, welcome. What up? Welcome to your jam room. Thank you. I prefer, <laughs> I prefer to call it a studio. Excellent. Jam room's a bit too casual for me, man. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll call it Hat Studio. Hat's, no, no, it's Pike Studio. Pike Studio. Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's talk about collaborations. Obviously, mm. we got to work on the Basement Birds together, mm. um, which was wicked because, you know, if you get four songwriters in a room, they all write four songs and you've got a record. I mean, it just feels <laughs> like a good, easy way to make a record. But we also co-wrote a lot. Um, on that record. In fact, we started off by, you know, getting together and writing a song in, in my jam room at the time. And mm. then we threw it over to Kevin, Steve, and then that kind of got the momentum going. How do you find um, collaboration works for you? How do you approach it? Um, I love collaboration. I think it's, you know, it's really one of the best parts of being a creative um, person, whether it's writing or songwriting or, you know, collaborating in the sense of, you know, curating your artwork for your album and film clips and stuff like that. I think collaboration is the key to all creativity. So I just approach it on a case-by-case basis and you kind of learn as you go that um, to follow your instincts and trust your instincts and what works with one person is not going to work with another person. So you kind of just have to get in there and be open basically is the main thing. One of the hardest things I've always found in the writing process is discussing songwriting splits with people i generally have a have a thing that when i walk into a room i like to kind of know what they are before i've ever written anything absolutely and and some people are funny about that because they're like well you know you might write this and they might write that and um i still find that it, it it you know as much as i can kind of afterwards think about it and go well you know we can be very objective about this it still makes the whole song feel a little bit stinky if i if i get into the nitty-gritty of who owns more of the song yeah how how have you approached those conversations um i generally just do 50 50 you just walk in knowing that that's what's gonna happen it's kind of the nashville rules vibe Mm. um and i find that you know there are you know there are definitely times when i've written with people um and i've felt like i've you know written most of the song but it's you have to take into account the life of the song and what will go on uh to happen to that song so for instance if i write a song with somebody and i feel like maybe i've written more of the song than somebody else but then they go out and tour the song for two years then that's great because that's you know a song that wouldn't have a life outside of these people so so josh pike Mm. of pike studios dot com dot com 
We are going to collaborate today and we are going to play the fantastic comfort zone eliminating game called Hat Jam. So you've chosen two names. Now, every, every week, for those who are tuning in for the first time, every week we get an artist to place two names of artists that have inspired them and songs that have inspired them and we get them to put them into the hat. We then get, we then mix it around and we get the artist to pull the first name out of the hat. This first name becomes the verse. We will write a song in the flavour of that artist for our verse. Once we've done that, we will then pull out a second name and that name will end up being the chorus that we write. This week you've picked two names and can you please read out for us the name of the artist and song that you've written? Yes, so I wrote on the card... The just, the first, just the first one to start with. Yes. Just the first one, yep. yep. The, the Doobie Brothers, What a Fool Believes. Fantastic. What a Fool Believes. No, that's a different song, isn't it? No, that's the song. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah, that's All right. It. Why did you put, pick the Doobie Brothers, Fool? Uh, so the Doobie Brothers were one of the bands that when I was a kid, you know, they just were in my parents' record collection and um, I just fell in love with their songs. And th that song in particular I just found was really emotional. It's quite a tragic, romantic story and his voice is incredible it's like uh oh god what, is it michael uh what's his name michael mcmahon or yeah something, yeah know? yeah but yeah. he's like you know he's got the what a fool it's a fantastic um chord progression and then does that great like chord turn so i just like there was just something about it it's from an era where it was cool to be like middle-aged and slightly bald and still be like a, <laughs> a really huge rock star. a really huge rock star <laughs> put it in the hat is it in the hat already it's, it's already in there okay second song so the second song is welcome to the jungle by guns and roses welcome to the jungle uh, you're gonna die guns and roses were a massive influence on me uh growing up and obviously i don't play music like guns and roses but the but we all did once upon a time. We all did. I, yeah. I basically learnt my skills of playing guitar and the first and the first bass line I ever learnt was uh, the Sweet Child of Mine intro. Oh, that's that's how I learnt how to play bass. Anyway, yeah. So yeah. Same, same here. Like we we jammed at my friend Dan's house for years. Uh, in his TV room, I plug a microphone into his dad's stereo system yeah. and, <laughs> and, just, blew it and up. just sing along. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Welcome to the jungle. When he's like, "Welcome to the jungle, you're gonna die." And I was like, "What? The, why am I gonna die?" I, was, I, was, I think I was 11 or 12, and I remember listening to to the first time, like sharing uh, headphones with my friend. He's listening to it on his Walkman, and I was like, "Wow, this is dangerous stuff." You yeah, know? like this is really these these young men are taking drugs and having sex. That's dangerous. Well, <laughs> the thing to note about um, Guns and Roses, and you forget that now, is that um, when that album came out, it was like the end of hair metal and mm. all of that kind of stuff, and they, they were still part of that era. Yeah. But really, what made uh, them amazing is they were just a bit darker and a bit more real. Yeah. Than um, any of the other Motley bands. Crew or, exactly. Yeah. Like they made them look like a, a joke band but then of course nirvana came not that long after and even guns and roses were like oh shit yeah, yeah. and then they went on and became you know they did use your illusions and got yeah. all bloated and massive yeah so josh pike are you ready to play hat jam i am well i am going to place the um the hat in front of you okay and you my friend are going to pull the first name this name that josh pulls out of the hat is going to inform our verse okay what kind of song are we going to write today? He's, 
He's shuffling. He's, pull, he's pulled a name. What is it? Can you read it into the microphone? Okay, I've got something. Oh, it's got someone's name on the back. You've pulled someone else's card. Timothy Nelson, and he has written Living End by ELO. Living Thing, I believe. Living Thing, sorry. <laughs> I saw ELD, got confused, thought of End. Living Thing. Fantastic. Is it that? Is that the yeah, song? Yeah, yeah, right. I care about things it's 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 such a great song because uh, it's not only is it just like a crazy awesome chord progression, um, but it's also it's got this like kind of free form like operatic thing that happens and there's strings and it's like just ridiculously overproduced but just a, a really really cool song. So uh, li- uh, ELO obviously stands for Electric Light Orchestra and uh, Studio Cat. Before we have a listen, have you got any facts that you can enlighten with us about the song Living Thing? Well, it was written by Jeff Lynne. And performed, of course, by ELO. Um, it's also known as by the UK's Q as the number one guilty pleasure in 2006. Love a guilty pleasure single of all time. An anti-abortion. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah, right. And if you listen to the oh, lyric, right. living, it, it's, it's a, a living, living thing, thing. What a terrible thing, thing to do. To, yeah, yeah, right. Which, um, yeah, which is interesting. I mean, I'm I'm okay with abortion. I think that people should have that choice. But I remember it's funny how when you you find the true meaning of a song, you're like. I don't know if I like it as much anymore, (laughs) but it is a wicked song and we're going to have a listen now. Sailing away on the crest of a wave, it's like magic. Oh, rolling and riding, slipping and sliding, it's magic. And you, your sweet desire. Sounds like an Eskimo Joe song. Sounds like a Steve Parkin song. <laughs> so over-the-top production for its time. One of the really cool things about it is his vocal sound. And I, I, I mean, yes, it does sound like all bands from 2004 <laughs> in Perth. And maybe that's why I love it so much. Um, have, you got any, have you got another fact there, Studio Cat? I do have a fact. In <coughs> interviews, Jeff Lynn has said is absolutely nothing to do with abortion. Oh, good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Thank it's God. It's still speculated. Mm-hmm. It, but it's about being in love and being alive. Okay. That's better. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> I feel better about liking your song now. Lyrically, how would how would you describe the lyrics? It's all it was pretty abstract, you know. Yeah, it's it's pretty just evocative and image based, and yeah, yeah. it's not kind of it's but, not very direct, which is good. But it's also very movement based. So he's like he's like running away, crest of a wave. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's all it's all kind of like you've got this momentum, this kind of feeling of momentum the whole time. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I do. I do think that that's without without ripping it off. That that's the key to get to get that kind of that just that semitone. Yeah, I think chord you could, shift. You could do that with a um, a major minor shift as well. You know, you could do this the kind of thing where you go like you know. You know mm-hmm. that that classic kind of yeah. Wilco-y. Yeah. He,
That's that's, yeah. that's it. <laughs> just, just wrote it. Songs are written. That's it. When when are you changing your chords? You're you're starting on C. So it's like. I don't know what note that is. D sharp. Yeah, yeah, e, yeah, e flat. E flat, yeah. B flat. Can can you go at that point? Can can you do the the semitone shift down? That one. Yeah, that's like a F with a A yeah. bottom. So you like. In the something kind of blood on something that I Could you keep going down from there? Jeff has been known to say that there's one chord change that made the song. Yes, oh, that's the that's okay. the chord change we've been discussing. So um, he basically said, I think it's interesting because there is one chord change that makes the whole thing work. And if I hadn't found that, it would never be a song. I was looking for it for quite a while because once you're stuck in the F minor, where do you go? You can either I mean, go I've, I've back to C or that. back to G, <laughs> which is the obvious thing. But then suddenly it came to me, E minor. And then keep going down, and then down again. Well, I think there's a there's a life lesson in that. Always go it, down. If you're stuck in an F sharp minor, go just down. go down. Just go down. Just go down. That that should be. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's great. When, when you're stuck, stuck in a, a we need a metaphor. Something blur. Just go, go down, down. Go down. What if you flipped it during the chord progression? Like, if you're stuck in a moment and you can't get out, just go down. If you're stuck in a moment and you can't get out, just go down. Yeah, that could be cool. So if you go, if you're stuck in a moment and you go down, go down. Back and then you could go and then into something else. So that's cool. I feel like we've got you in that in that style of uh we've got these these kind of blocked out melodies and obviously where the words should go and some chords to follow it. I reckon we should write some words and then come back and have a, have a jam on that uh, idea as as our verse. Sure. Sound good? Just for the record, this is I never write songs like this. <laughs> <laughs> you are today. <laughs> All right, let's grab ourselves a pen and paper. So let's have a jam for this to our ELO-style beat with uh, an annoying click track going mm. in the background that people listening won't be able to hear. One, two... One, two, three, go. When you're stuck in a moment, just slow down, slow down. If you want it from nothing, don't just fade out, fade out. When you're coming up empty and it feels so broken, like a Yeah. 
worse. And with me doing a bad harmony. Um, so, I'm gonna wait for. Uh, Yo, uh, double J to the P, that's uh, me coming at you like from Sydney. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the verse right there. So, Josh Pike, mm. we <laughs> we have a verse. Um, I think it's time to draw our second name out oh, of that. Oh, that's hat, exciting! Yeah, which cool. will inform what our chorus is going to be. Awesome, love it. Okay, so that's the rustling. Thank you, Studio Cat, for the official rustling of the hat. What name is he going to pull? Drum roll, please. Nice, finding a nicely folded Thing. note. Okay, oh. here we go. Ooh, Sex Machine by James Brown. Wow. Okay. Well, that is going to be quite a change of scenery <laughs> from ELO living thing, acoustic guitars to... I think I've, I've already got an idea. I think we can do okay, this. Okay, yeah. great. I think you pretty much had that idea at the end of that jam. <laughs> Come on, put your laugh from Sydney. Hey! <laughs> okay. All right. But I think, I think to be fair to, you know, the man, we need to actually uh, have a listen to Sex Machine and make sure that uh, we, we, you know, we've got our head, head around it. All right. You ready for this? Yeah, yeah. One, two, three, four. Oh, get up. Oh, get on up. Stay on the scene like a sex machine. Get up, get on up. Stay on the scene like a sex machine. No, wait a minute. Shake your arm, use your thumb. You got to have a feeling. Right on, right on. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And we're back with Josh Pike talking about James Brown's Sex Machine. I wonder who actually has the songwriting credits for this song. <laughs> well, prob- probably James Brown. Who's I think he's realistically dead. he's not doing much composition in this <laughs> song. <laughs> <laughs> and realistically isn't doing much anymore because he's dead. He's a dead man. Um, so that it it pretty much <clears throat> sticks on the groove and the main thing about that is the the ba Introducing it yeah. each time, so it kind of starts on the chorus, basically. And the 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 piano definitely adds is is as much a motif as yeah. anything else. You yeah, know? agreed. Babba, um, dabba, dabba. Hey, Studio Cat, have you got any uh, facts about James Brown's sex machine? Not really. Who is who's James Brown? You don't really want to know too much about James Brown, like <laughs> that. Apart from the fact he was, you know, the Godfather of Soul. Uh, um, well, the song centres on the insistent riff, as you've been talking about. Yeah. Played by brothers, I just want to say these words. That's yeah. <laughs> played by brothers Bootsy and Catfish Collins. Yeah, yeah. Bootsy Collins. On yeah, bass and guitar. Yeah. And Jabbo Starks on drums. And, of course, the call and response interplay between Brown and Bird's vocals. 
Um, also, at the end of the song, Brown and Bird started to sing the main hook of Elmore James' blues, blues classic, Shake Your Money. So oh. Shake your money, make your... So that's actually going back to somebody else's song. So they're doing a bit of a hat jam themselves. Oh, interesting. They're just jamming. Um, like most of Brown's hits, it was recorded in just two takes. Oh, of course. That's dope. So, so if we've been up here and we're like... Da, 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 ba, 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 ba. Yeah, I think it should just be straight in, you know? That's it. That's basically We've it. We've got the fucking chorus. I think we need to um, also reflect back that it was one of the first hot 100 hits with the word sex. Mm. So the lyric sex. Actually, I think that is a really good point. So there's, there's a risque lyric in it. You know, there's the, the, the sex thing. We don't have to say sex, but like... What are the lyrics are kind of dangerous? Fucking? Fucking. Well, say fucking. Hey, gonna do a little fucking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With my fingers on the guitar plucking. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, get on, get it on. Come on, get it on. Huh. Ah, get it on. Come do a little fucking. Yeah. Huh. With my fingers all plucking. Yeah. Huh. Hey. Come on. Do it again. Yeah. <laughs> Step back. Gonna shit myself. <laughs> Back and shit myself. Uh, I did a little shit in my pants. Oh, oh my god. Oh, that's terrible. That's terrible. That is terrible stuff. Okay. Oh, guys, acoustic guitars should never be used as a funk instrument. Should be like a rule of, uh, of rock and roll. Um, no rules, bro. Oh, so maybe that that's when we. Just go down. Just go down. Yeah, that's because that's 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 like just just go just go down. Ha! Yeah, that's right. Just go down. Woo! All right. Just go down. Ow! Yeah. Just go down. Oh! And then you yeah man. And then oh yeah, so just go down. Down. We um we have this thing in our house uh, where Studio Cat has an amazing ability to blow things up, as and in explode them. Yeah, it's it's quite amazing. Like washers, dryers, um, blenders, mm. juices. It's a good skill. Any cars, cars, <laughs> um, and generally, it's always at a time when we're moving too fast, when we're like trying to get everything done, and you know. Being, you know, this is a less romantic look at it, but being a parent in in the world at the moment, you know, you just you have to, you're expected to these old ideals of what we were, we were. I think it's a healthy thing, but these old ideals of of like, you know, one person goes to work for a whole entire day and one person's just the stay at home parent. That is, it doesn't really work anymore because everyone actually wants to participate in their children's life, and so. But as a consequence, you have two people trying to do everything all the time, going at this, you know, hectic pace, blowing shit up. You know. Now, how can we turn the struggles of parental duties into a sexy sex machine style chorus? Well, well, you know, you can, you can just slow down. You can turn when you're cooking the toast. Yeah. (laughs) No, but you can turn that same concept as more of a universal theme. You know, which is you know just just slow down. Um, or your fuse is blown. Yeah. Just slow down. Yeah. Are you flu? Are you are you fuse? Are you blowing a <laughs> fuse? Yeah. If you're blowing a fuse, yeah. 
Just slow down if you're blowing a fuse. Just slow down if you're feeling used. <laughs> yeah. And just slow down if you cannot choose. If it's hard to choose. If it's hard to, choose. It's hard to choose. Just slow down. Yeah, just slow down. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think we're on the right track. You know, just slow down if it's hard to choose. Just slow down, you know. If you're drinking too much booze, yeah. Well, I think more universal. I think, like, if it's hard to choose, I think it's a good one. Um, if you think you're going to lose. If you've got red shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Just slow down if you're feeling used. Used is good as well. Just slow down it's hard to choose. Yeah. <laughs> Just slow down if you're feeling used. Huh. Just slow down if you're feeling used up. <clears throat> so we got two. Used and, and choose is good. We need two more. Um, if you're feeling bruised. If your heart is bruised. If your heart is bruised. Just slow down. Oh, no, what about, and if it's hard to choose, try a different view, and then that's the... Oh, yeah. That's the... And if it's... Just slow down. And if it's hard to choose. Okay, so we've got a we've got our, our chorus idea. Um, let's give it a jam to a slightly funky groove to put, to put us in that James Round mood. So we go, uh-uh. we've got this kind of vibe going on. Uh, and I'm going to go. Ooh. You ready? Yeah. Just slow down, feeling used. Just slow down, if it's hard to move. Just slow down, if your heart is bruised. Just slow down, just slow down, just slow down. <laughs> well, okay. It's kind of uh, half James Brown, half Pharrell sort of thing. Well, you know, it's... Uh, it's it's within the world that the, yeah. the, that the hat has presented exactly. to us. So um, we didn't choose the world. We didn't choose the, the world. world us. <laughs> the world chose us. The hat chose us. Um, so what I'm going to suggest now is let's get. We've got our just slow down um, chorus. We've got our just slow down verse. Let's see how we can stitch these two together and see if they actually work. We might need to shift a chord or two. We mm -hmm. don't know that yet. We might need to slow the whole thing down or speed the whole thing up. We don't know that yet either. But um, let's just put those two grooves together and see if they work. When you're stuck in the moment, just slow down, slow down. When you Slow down, slow down, slow down. 
Well, that reminds me of all the shit uh, Frio funk bands that were playing around when yeah, I first started playing I, in Fremantle. I, I, I did a bit of funk as well back in the day. We yeah. all did a bit of funk. My, my uh, first band with Joel was a funk metal band that, called Freud's Pillow. Yeah, that does not surprise no, me. I've seen you slap bass, man. Yeah. <laughs> come on, give us a little, come on, give us a little mm. sugar. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, he's even, you can't see it, but he's even got a funk face. Oh, yeah, on, I've got a, like, a biting the lip. Yeah, and bottom, kind of bottom lip under the teeth. Slight flaring of the nostrils yeah. and just death stare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's what you do when you play slap bass. And that's why I don't play slap bass. <laughs> um, but there was a time when I was about 16, 17, and I thought it was cool just to sit at parties and impress girls by how well I could slap the bass. <laughs> and the only people who were interested weren't the girls, they were the nerds. Yeah, they yeah. were like, yeah, slap bass. The girls were like off with hanging with hip hop dudes and yeah. shit. Anyway. Um, so we find ourselves in a conundrum mm. where we've got a, like a pretty cool verse and a pretty cool chorus, but they sound shit together. They do. Yeah. I mean, I we've mean, made, we've, we've intertwined them and gelled them together so we can actually make them work. Cause that's the kind of songwriting professionals that we are, Josh. But it's, I mean, it's hard because we get, we're writing to a brief, writing to a, we a, are. a to a, you know, a actual project. So there's one little part of the whole hat jam that oh. I didn't, didn't tell you. So the premise of the hat jam is... You pull one name out that is for the verse and one name out that's for the chorus. We've done that. We also have this, observe this purple box here. I did notice that purple box, but I didn't know what it was for. This is the wild card box, Josh. And if we get to a point where it's just not working, then you can pull a wild card out. I like it. Do you want to pull a wild card out? I definitely think we need a wild card. All right. This is the first wild card, ladies and gentlemen, anyone's ever had to pull... And Josh is going to pull it. And let's see what he does right now. This is going to totally m- it. mess it up for us. Ooh. What does the wild card say? The, the wild card says, change the perspective, first to third, etc. Ah. What does that mean? Well, uh, so uh, you becomes I and I becomes you. Uh, I don't think that's going to help us. No, it's really not. Do I, can I pull another wild card? <laughs> yeah, well, do we still have to we still have to use that. Or let's just pull another one out and pretend that you didn't pull okay, a wild yeah, card yeah, out. Okay. okay. Pulling the wild card out. Uh, pulling the wild card out. Okay. Yep. Okay, I okay, got it. Ooh, okay. Ooh. Okay, what have we got here, Josh? Start the song with a random chaotic sound and make the chords fit. Whoa. Okay, so we've got to basically find some chaos. And we've got to try and get the, the chords to fit around that. Or do you want to do another wild card? Let's do another wild card. <laughs> Hang on a second. Yeah. So Josh is going to pull a wild card. I've selected to pull the wild card. Let's see what we get from the, from the wild card deck. Uh, okay. okay. Okay, so I've pulled a wild card and the wild card says switch the verse and the chorus around. Reverse the... Reverse, reverse. Swap the verse and the chorus around. Okay, that's interesting. Well, that will probably help. <laughs> well, let's let's see. So, if we were doing that, we'd be like, slow down, as hard as Bruce. We slow it right down, yeah. Slow down, and something here's dead. So this is a verse now. This is our verse. Slow down, and something blurp. And I burped into the mic. Slow down, slow down, slow down, and then just go. Does it, it? It's better. It's better, yeah. And, and, and less. I mean, how strict are you with the rules about uh, like 
you know, so sticking to the genre, like... We can flip at any point in time. This is just the rungs of a ladder that gets us to the roof, Josh. I like that. We've had fun pretending to be James Brown. We've had fun, you know, pretending to be ELO. I'd actually like you to come back now and perform this song if you were Josh Pike and this was mm. going to be a Josh Pike song on a Josh Pike record. Interesting. Um, so that gives you the freedom to insert a chorus that you think would be worthy of this. And and my feeling is, is what we've ended up with is, and when you write songs, you know, uh, I do these songwriting workshops with kids who are like 13 to 17 and they're always like, well, this, uh, we've written it all. We've written the whole thing on, on the board, see? And it's like, well, that, that's the chorus and that's the verse and, and usually my my biggest suggestion is like let's just call this section one and section two mm. and section three because as the dust settles, you don't know what's going to be your chorus, what's going to be your pre-chorus. Something might happen like just then, flipping it, pretending that that was that the verse was the chorus and the chorus of the verse really highlighted the fact that our slowdown section is a really great pre-chorus, mm. which means we've still got work to do. We've still got to write a chorus. So let's go away, write a chorus, come back. Have you performed this as Josh Pike, the artist, not as James Brown or James Jeff? James Lynn? James Lynn. <laughs> um, you, how, how does that sound? Sounds good. Let's do it, ladies and gentlemen. Josh Pike with "Slow Down." Stuck in the moment, just slow down, slow down. If you're running from nothing, don't just fade out, fade out. When you're coming up empty and it feels so broken, like a mirror, you're frightened by your own reflection. Slow down if you're feeling you, slow down if your heart is bruised, slow down, and I can hardly move, slow down, just slow down. Remember that feeling of slow December How the moments just burned away like fading embers Just one spark can start the whole thing over Like a memory I can't hold forever So I slow down If you're feeling you, slow down If your heart is bruised, slow down And I can hardly move, slow down Just slow down, slow down When it's hard to breathe, slow down Your heart 
body's bruised, slow down And I can hardly move, slow down Just slow down, just slow down And it's hard to breathe, slow down I can hardly see, slow down What's left to believe, slow down Just slow down, just slow down So, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of another amazing episode of Hat Jam coming to you live from the Josh Pike studio with the man himself, Josh Pike. How, how do you feel after being subjected to this experience and coming out with what is an amazing song at the end of it? Uh, I feel exhausted. I feel quite tired. <coughs> it's, uh, writing songs is it's like, for me... Like this, this is a, fun, a super fun exercise and a fun, you know, experiment and a challenge. But for me, writing songs is is much more about like sort of, you know, putting yourself in a situation where lightning might strike, and then if it doesn't, you just walk away and wait for another time. So it's a very different process. This uh, is this is definitely quite the opposite to that. It's the, it's it's making lightning strike. It's you know? walking in there and just going. If lightning strikes and up, we're just gonna exactly make this yeah, happen. Yeah. Yep. Um, which was really cool, and it's a super fun experiment. Um, but I, yeah, I found it mentally quite tiring. It is mentally tiring, and I do think that that is one of the things that uh, people who maybe have dabbled in songwriting or people who don't songwrite don't really understand, which is that unless you are addicted to that thing, you know that 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 sitting in a room and you know getting a piece of metal or a piece of clay and just banging it until it's into shape and and really enjoying that mental exhaustion unless you are that person you probably shouldn't do it no it's true i I remember somebody years ago asked me for advice about you know being a being a songwriter and um and i just had to be honest and i was like look unless you're completely compelled to do it you know completely obsessed and compelled to do it i would suggest that you relegate it to being a passionate hobby of yours which is <laughs> which is awesome you know which is great which is a good thing to which do is for great. the soul yeah. yes uh and they really weren't happy with my advice <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't imagine they were we don't live in a society where people are very good with that um but we do live in a society where we have some fantastic songwriters here and around the world uh, you being one of them in Australia, oh, uh, I think you. I think thank you're you so much. I think your uh, bio so, said, and I do agree, one of Australia's much loved songwriters. Much loved by you know you. Uh, I'm loved by me. Yeah. Um, and before we go, uh, if people want to contact you, uh, you know, what's the best way for people to get in contact? Don't, just don't. Just don't, don't do it. No, I don't. Uh, Le- leave him alone, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I don't. He won't. He I won't don't play talk well back. with other people. <laughs> yeah, Instagram, Facebook. Twitter. I, I mostly do my um, social media stuff on Instagram these days, I must admit. So, yeah. So, send you, if you want a message, Josh Pike, ladies and gentlemen, message him on Instagram. <laughs> um, Josh, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for participating in, Slow down. in this amazing Slow down. game. Slow today. Down. <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Josh Pike. Yeah. <laughs> If you're interested in hearing more about any of the artists on Hat Jam, then please head to our Facebook page, Instagram or website and follow the links. This podcast was proudly sponsored by APRA AMCOS.
You can find Cav Temperley on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Cav Temperley or www.cavtemperley.com.au or follow us directly on at hatjam underscore podcast. This has been a Temperley production. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.